0: we love lives, love Follow me down, deep down where love lives Well hello and welcome back to Where Love Lives with me, Lula LaVey I have an extremely husky voice today I'm getting over the horrible Covid And it's left me sounding perhaps a little sexy But generally feeling pretty crap So I'm getting over a cold, flu, Covid, God knows what but i'm in wonderful spirits because i'm feeling happy to be back with you again and also goodness me spring is here thank god hooray apologies for the delay in getting a new episode to you but i promise it's been worth the wait as i have a very special guest the first lady of london's fashion scene princess julia what a life this woman has had so far and what outfits From Blitzkid bombshell, having starred in Visage's Fade to Grey, Julia has, and still does, model, DJs, paints and writes. She's a shimmering ball of creativity, who in her own words, is a little bit arty and a little bit party. So of course, just my kind of woman and the perfect like-minded soul to have on my show. Do check the show blurb to find her social media links. This was extremely enjoyable chat. I loved every minute of it. It was a lovely sunny Monday. Afternoon, so I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Enjoy the show. So, hi Julia, how are you doing this morning? Um, very well, thank you
1: very much, Lulu. Yeah, good. (laughs) So
0: it's a beautiful day outside. So, what have you been up to over the weekend? It's a Monday Um, lunchtime now. You know what, Lulu? I keep bumping into
1: people, and they keep saying to me, "You're really, really busy."
0: (laughs) What? You're really busy. I'm really busy,
1: and I'm like, I'm not really. No. The thing is, I do love a bit of social media. Yeah, and on social media, I look really
0: busy. Oh, Go right. on, that's the beauty of it, isn't <laughs> it? Yeah, but I actually... did have a look at your Instagram this morning. Actually, it's <laughs> it's very exciting. Yeah, it. I have to say,
1: I like to fill it full of interesting content. Yeah, and things people might be interested in engaging with. Yeah, so what... they're, and the things that I really do like as well. Yeah, because I have quite a, an interesting. Uh, circle of friends well so it seems so what mm. was well, so
0: so if you know your instagram is looking really glamorous and is there another side <laughs> to you julia that is this at home drinking a cup of tea and, and eating a bit of toast watching telly
1: yeah that's it
0: yeah <laughs> yeah oh good you are normal then <laughs> yeah. you give off this air of just being super glamorous like I around I? town all the time yeah <laughs> i mean it really depends what's
1: on you know um we just had London Fashion Week. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yes, I saw. Yeah, yeah and I, I really do love London Fashion mm. Week. And that's probably a thing that I've really, I've missed quite a lot because I do actually enjoy a physical show. Mm. So
0: and who did you go see then? I mostly
1: go, I am part of the fashion world, but I'm not actually, I don't have a job in the fashion world, except if there's a, a fashion party that I might DJ at which I am lucky enough to still be able to do. So were you DJing then? Recently, the I last... have done a few, but I didn't do any this season. No. The most exciting one was the one I did for Dior a few months ago. And they'd, they'd sort of like um, use the space because mm. it's a big
0: cavernous... And and you were DJing in there. Vault. How did, how did they, it sound? Did,
1: well, what they did was um, they did it, like a sort of entrance, a meet mm-hmm. and greet... And then they did an exhibition of the um, process of the collection. Mm-hmm. And then they had built a catwalk show, <laughs> which we watched. And then so you like they front had... row. You're,
0: you get the front row, don't you? No, not always.
1: Don't you? No. Hmm. no, no. And then they did a sort of like, they built a sort of a full private members club behind the stage. Oh, my God, wow. It was, like, I mean, it was quite beyond. Mm. And you were DJing and the, in that bit? I, I DJed that bit, and then... Uh, warmed up for grace jones what oh, so oh my god <laughs> i
0: can't believe it that's, have we, so do you know her
1: have you met her before I, i've i've met her once or twice mm. but i don't really know her i mean i know people that do know her obviously um god i would have been shitting myself are
0: you nervous no it was no. fantastic
1: i mean grace jones oh my love. god that's amazing so, what, so
0: did you think through what you're going to play did you play any grace jones i didn't actually no, no. i think
1: we'll leave that all yeah, up to no, grace yeah. jones yeah Walking
0: down the street Kicking cans Looking at the billboard All so round. summing up the people Checking out the race Doing what I'm
1: doing. I usually play a sort of across the board I must say, because my my roots, my heart lies in a sort of disco era Mm -hmm. and my creative platform of imagining disco nightlife, or actually I was there in, like, the mid-70s anyway. So my, my tastes are quite sort of, um.
0: can I say this word? What Eclectic. Word? Oh, yeah, you can. <laughs> oh, my God, I thought you were going to say something really rude then. No. Like, eclectic isn't a swear word. It's all right. No, quite, it's quite
1: eclectic. So if you imagine the sort of mid-70s. Because was... I thought
0: you kind of quite, come from quite a punk background. Yeah, and, then...
1: and there's that as well, you see. I was just mm. going to add that in. Mm. There's a sort of, like, punk sort of influence in there as well. It's quite sort of raw. Mm. And then, and then... Well, it,
0: disco could be seen as punk. It's a form of resistance Yeah, music, isn't yeah,
1: it? yeah. And then, mm. and then obviously um, everything sort of dance electronica. Mm, mm. That's me. Dance electronica. Oh, oh, obviously, because I'm from the new romantic era. Yeah. That was my, my... Like, a, a pivotal moment yeah, yeah. for me, and that's that's the moment that most people sort of equate me with in my countercultural path. Yeah, countercultural, past. Yeah, counter-cultural past. <laughs> I Love that. It's funny because
0: I teach at a university. I have got this new job, and I've been talking to them about subcultures and countercultures. And we've been right. talking about all the punk era and stuff. It's so funny. And they weren't even born. I mean, obviously, they didn't know that much about it. Um, so when you so I'm really curious about your DJ set. So I mean, do you just kind of rock up with just tunes and just see where it goes, or do you plan <laughs> it a little bit?
1: I've got uh, all my music's on like USB sticks, yeah. and I've got a selection. Yeah, a wide mm. selection. Mm. And I'll just delve deep into my handbag. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and pull I'll out find out the appropriate stick.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Have you ever but lost your USB sticks?
1: No. What a panic. I, got, I
0: have once. <laughs> I got so drunk while I was DJing at the house of St Barnabas that I, I actually left it in the decks. Right. Like. And then I panicked the next day and had to run go back and hope that God they were still there.
1: Yeah. Lovely, yeah. When I'm DJing, and I've always had this sort of, like, idea is that, to me, I'm having a sort of conversation, like a musical, hour conversation with my audience. And it's quite physical, obviously, Mm because you want people to dance. Mm -hmm. But, you know, having said that, some things I do are, are, uh, you know, sort of luncheon or Mm -hmm. soiree-type events too. So Mm -hmm. I'm sort of very... Uh, I go along with whatever's going on, really. But, and also my tastes are quite varied. So I sort of do it on the hoof, really. Yeah, I think
0: that's the best way. I mean, way. I've, I've
1: got my sort of style that I play. So, um, I, like, I want people to have a really good time because I'm having a good time. Mm.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I want to have that conversation of well, joy. That's exactly what DJ should be like as you well. You know, I want to have that thing going mm.
1: on, that magic, It's you a know. mutual
0: connection, isn't yeah, it? Yeah,
1: yeah, and that's really inspiring for me and I think that's why I sort of continue to mm. do it because I just find it really exciting. Mm-hmm.
0: So what might feature, just give some examples, of what might feature in one set?
1: Well, like... I mean, I would probably go for a few classics. hmm Mighty Real, or oh, Sylvester, yes. Ovs. Ovs. Um, you know, maybe a few hits of the new romantic mm-hmm. era. Uh, I'll probably... It depends what I'm doing, but um, I did officially uh, begin DJing in the sort of, like, mid to
0: late 80s. Yeah, wasn't it at the Daisy Chain at the fridge? Yeah, so I, yeah. I sort of cut my teeth there, really. So can you remember your first proper DJ gig? What was it like?
1: Well, I mean, my first first DJ gigs were actually at the Wag Club. Oh, okay. I did my research uh, I was actually a cashier lady there (laughs) for a
0: little while. That's the best place to learn about clubs, I think.
1: Yeah. And then uh, um, what happened? I think, I mean, because it's such a cute little club, it was lovely there, actually. And a friend of mine decided to do a night there. and, And I went, oh, yeah, I'll DJ with a few old vinyl records that i had lying around and i think that's how it how it started so this was probably about 82 wow.
0: 83 something like that. Did you like kind of know did you just go with the flow and to see how it worked? Well i i, I did
1: actually because i love clubbing mm. so i mean i was going out to clubs anyway so you would have been observing so, the dj's yeah, yeah. and watching all yeah, how yeah. it worked so anyway seeing the equipment and Mm-mm. what what you had to do mm. Obviously, the world of DJing is quite a, a shrouded in mystery. Mm-hmm. And I, it was a bit of a boys' club, oh, I yes. noticed. Oh, yes. You know, oh, it's ever so, so confusing, DJing. <laughs> it's really, you've got to be a master of those decks. Oh, God. And then I worked it out. I was like, Oh, it's so not that, that, that quite easy. <laughs> <laughs> so I demystified the whole thing. <laughs> so I was like, basically you just get your channels up, right, you're off. And then you're going. Yeah, you're yeah. I um, mean, the idea of mixing, um, wasn't so I mean, you can mix but it wasn't of the ultimate importance. And not back then, no. Not really. And then, even even if you were playing a disco set, which I used to go to this club called The Sombrero. Oh, what a brilliant name for a club. Yeah, it was in Kensington. Wow. It was a really underground gay club mm-hmm. in, in the sort of like late 70s. And it had a little light-up floor. Oh, I love a light-up floor. They're and the, best. the DJ used to play, you know, the 12-inch the vinyl selection. And a lot of these vinyls were like parts one and two. And even then, it was quite hard to mix vinyl. They just didn't have the vary speed on
0: the... No, on that the, came out much later, didn't it? On, yeah. the, on the side. Mm, mm. So the disco
1: treks, you could sort of blend in in a sort of fashion... Got, obviously, the American fade ending was very handy. Right, yeah, I think that's yeah. what it was invented for, so you could just sort of fade things in and out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've read quite a lot about the New York disco scene, Nicky Ciano, and all that that era, of, and then the whole mixing era changing due to the technology it's quite interesting i
1: think um one day um a bit later on in the in the 90s i had this job up in leeds djing and i remember in one of the rooms it was a club called vague mm-hmm. do you remember that one I think, anyway I don't know
0: if i do again anyways, it, was in leeds. For a club. it was really
1: beyond we loved it because in london we were doing um kinky galinky oh, yes that's right it yeah. was around that time and then I made friends with the people from Vague, so I went up there. And up there, I met some real Northern Soul-type mm-hmm. DJs, and they were all telling me, I remember it really well because it was really hilarious, uh, how they'd invented Very Speed, basically, with a right. rubber band. <laughs> Goodness, Oh, I love that story. I was going, Oh, really? really? Oh. Yeah, so it's really. I mean, I think Northern Soul, the Northern Soul scene had a lot to do with like creating yeah. that idea of, mm-hmm. of a continuous sort of like mix of mm-hmm. music. Definitely. Um, now, is this I've got a question so, for you is this okay. true?
0: When you DJ'd at Flesh in Manchester, did you mix records with a Saleto Hill? <laughs> <laughs> I have heard that rumor. Is that a rumor? Is that true? Uh, I, I mean... just I read it somewhere, and I just thought that if she has, then you've just gone off my opinion. Even I can say if that's that possible. I have. Um, <laughs> Maybe you don't. I mean, I mean, I did DJ up there a few mm. times, and and
1: um, yeah, I mean that was quite.
0: Maybe you did and you can't remember. Or maybe... We did have lots of fun. Yeah, you know, it's possible. I yeah. I mean, how did you even do that? I wonder how you could mix two records with this Stiletto heel. It just sounds great, but the actuality of it, I think it's probably quite difficult. I don't know. <laughs> next time, why don't you try it at the next did, fashion Do you mean party. the stiletto
1: heel becomes the stylus? Maybe. Oh, I maybe know. I just took the shoe off and then went... <laughs> yeah,
0: maybe, just for fun. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty amusing. I, yeah. So tell me a bit more about, so obviously, you know, you've, you've been through all lots of different scenes over the years, which is amazing. Mm. Is there any periods where you is the most fond for you? Or uh, has it all just been, I mean, life is full of ups and downs. Obviously, it's not all yeah. kind of super fun and glamour. Yeah. But do you look back at a certain era that was kind of like, yeah, that was like, that was my purple phase?
1: So I sort of see everything as a sort of continuum and everything is sort of in flux and everything changes, but weirdly stays the same. There are many highs and lows mm, mm. Um, that I can think of um, throughout my life, throughout my DJing career, throughout my clubbing career. And I, I'm one of those people that really lives in the present. Mm-hmm. and
0: Which is very healthy.
1: I, I like to be mm. like that and yeah. I'm excited about things coming up. Mm, mm. As well, and i I tend not to dwell too much on these pivotal mm, moments, mm. but obviously, you know in hindsight, there have been some brilliant sort of occasions. It's been a joy, a pleasure to be part of mm. um these things and actually and in I feel like I've been an integral member of Um, These various things from that sort of new romantic Mm, mm. moment onwards, which really didn't last very long. You were in the
0: visage video, weren't you?
1: Yeah, that that, the whole sort of new romantic Mm. thing as a very sort of you know, that was my sort of youth. I was Mm. like 17, Mm, mm. 18.
0: What did you like about what did that scene kind of <clears throat> represent for you? I mean, what did if you were to explain to somebody who had never heard of it, how do you explain it to them? Well, in
1: hindsight, you know, because when you're in the moment, you don't really think, oh, this is going to be something people are going to reference for like 40 years. No, you never, <laughs> never think never of it. that. I mean, oh my god, I, I didn't mean, think that.
0: And during Acid House, when I was off my head dancing on a podium, I never thought this was going to be like an iconic moment in time. Yeah, you don't know. <laughs> I had that moment too. Did you? Oh maybe maybe I was on the periphery <laughs> yeah, <mix> yeah. <laughs>
1: You know, it's not really something at the forefront of your mind when you're, you know, just living your life. But all the factors of it were, you know, in hindsight, we did feel quite sort of like uh, apart from general society. Yeah. We weren't living our lives in really much of a conventional fashion. No, it was
0: definitely the non-normative, wasn't it, at that time?
1: Well, yeah, and and it wasn't really very hard, really, mm. because everything was quite sort of
0: austere, quite mm. frankly. And that's probably probably a reaction to that austere framework. Yeah,
1: there, was, there it was a reaction to that, and and a lot of people in the new romantic era had come from other countercultural sort of movements, so you know, a lot of us had been involved in punk and then, you know, there were people from the soul scene coming in. And so it was quite a a mix of people. I guess it
0: was kind of where punk and soul kind of collided together. Yeah, and also, you know,
1: it was really quite gay. Yeah. And so there was a big gay collective of people and also like like the whole um, kind
0: of gender fluidity came up then New yeah Atlanta we had team, that yeah.
1: and also we had a, a few straights in
0: mm, a few a few a <laughs> few are allowed yeah just a few So i mean did you, you feel like because um, i know that your communities mm-hmm. you're in the queer community generally speaking yeah do you find that's like a safe space for you do you feel like it's, that's where you belong i've always been mm. in the queer community mm-hmm. quite frankly mm-hmm.
1: And I feel part of a community which, you know, my role has maybe changed over the years. But I feel like I'm in a position to um, help people and nurture people and send them on their way a lot. You know, I I really feel like, you know, the places that I DJ at provide spaces for people to sort of find their mm. sort of authentic true selves you know it's a bit like, you know, like the
0: kind of ballroom scene are you like the family creating yeah, the families I
1: so. yeah i mean yeah of course are you the, there drag is mo- that. Are you the mummy
0: the drag mother <laughs> I, I don't i don't call myself that
1: yeah. but um you know if people want to see me in that sort of role then i'm really honored and happy to be in that role and i try and nurture people as well, much lovely. as i can that's lovely you know i do really love a fashion look mm-hmm. going back well, to the beginning well, of the conversation clearly, yeah um, I mean, tell me about what you're
0: wearing today like what are you wearing? well you look actually
1: amazing. um i'm wearing an outfit from uh, a student at central saint martin's really? wow. yeah it's really good isn't it Is It's all by the same designer let me find it
0: me, uh, for I've the, for the listeners, I'm going, there's going to be some pictures of Julie. I'm going to put up on Instagram. Oh, hopefully, okay, I was. So do people give, look it up? That's okay. Do people give you clothes then quite a no, lot? No, I
1: buy them. You do buy them, yeah, yeah, because you know, especially at the moment, there's um, quite a few, well. There's not that many, but there's a few shops that my uh, friends run, and they're sort of like collective, like collectives. they like curated mm. collectives. And they're for, like, more established designers and up-and-coming designers. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I do borrow clothes from um, PR houses and yeah, things sure. on occasion. But where I can, I, I just buy things because I just think, well, you know, it's 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 quite a struggle.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, this is one of your loves. So we haven't quite got onto the loves. So let's start with a clear kind of start with um, fashion style is something you put as your one of your great loves. Oh, yeah. So sure. what, so tell us about the bit, very beginnings of your desire for fashion and style.
1: I think we um quite early on in my um, uh misspent youth um misspent what did you misspent, do? well I mean you know when I was about 12 I've just got obsessed with creating a look in fact it probably goes back to even before when I was about 8 I begged to get my ears pierced and I wanted a look.
0: So where did you get the inspiration from? Where were I don't you looking know. at I think the time? Just shops. In the shops. Yeah, yeah. just shops and mm. a few
1: magazines and mm-hmm. on T V. What, what kind things. of magazines did
0: you have access to um, when you were little? Oh,
1: they, they were um they were like sort of teenage magazines. Mm. Um there was this one called Pink that I used to look at. But they they were quite weird when I think about them. But but I was always looking for like makeup tips mm-hmm. and and different ways of dressing and sort of ideas and um
0: so there were was you a allowed shop... were you sorry, were you allowed to get your ears pierced when you asked? Yeah, In when areas? I was eight.
1: Are I begged did? for oh it, yeah. <laughs> and I I wanted I was very specific, I wanted hot pants. Yeah. <laughs> you were eight. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I want hot pants, I wanted a smock top and I wanted these tights that I'd seen. Uh, with a pattern up the side in lilac and <coughs> cork wedges. Oh my goodness! So you're very sure about
0: what look. What look you I wanted? I really
1: knew what I, I. It was really weird. Mm. Like I really w- was quite obsessed with you know, like finding these things. I, I think I'd seen them somewhere. Um, I'd seen these garments somewhere, and I'd seen them in magazines, mm. and I'd seen them on the high street because that was. Where you saw them, I guess.
0: And your parents let you dress like that. Yeah,
1: yeah come on. My mother wasn't very um, uh, style orientated at mm. all, but mm. I, I think I get it from my grandmother. Oh, really? She she had. Quite a, a fantastic wardrobe, and I think oh. that's where I got the idea oh, wow. from. So, so she the had the, isn't it? the big 50s flouncy dresses, Amazing. the Dior new look, hand painted dresses. So where does
0: she live? I know you grew up near Wood Green. Where was your grandmother? My
1: grandmother was in Surrey. Okay, and she was in her. Um, misspent youth mm-hmm. was an act. Was a, an opera singer, oh, God, so she had seems. a sort of theatrical edge to her, so definitely... which made my mum cringe. Right, so quite <laughs> so often,
0: like it skips generations, doesn't that's it? That's right. I, yeah, yeah. I do believe that. Yeah. yeah.
1: So that was that was
0: my my central point. So did she did she kind of encourage you the way you were kind of styling? Yourself? I think she probably did. Yeah. I mean,
1: and also she, she used to play piano as mm-hmm. well. So And I did do piano lessons, but I wasn't very musical in that sort of way. I found it quite difficult to connect a sort of like technical side of mm-hmm. um creating music to the physical side like that. I just found it a bit sort of like mathematical. Yeah, I think no, it is actually. It do is. you play an instrument? I, well,
0: uh, it's funny, I was telling someone the other day, I actually, when I was a kid, I got classically trained up to... Um, grade 6 or 7 on violin and piano and I learned wow. the cello and then I was just being bullied at school and I was carrying oh. a violin in one hand cello on the other hand and then I just quick i was getting bullied so it's a real shame when we were laughing because i thought i could have been a famous classical musician by now not really no (laughs) don't think so no i don't think you can live with regrets but it's awful that they made you feel like that oh that's kids isn't it yeah no but it's not why i know i mean how about how did you get on at school if you were dressing Um, kind of interestingly i was quite sort of like um
1: sort of quite um on my own really yeah but um I didn't really take any notice of people that much. Did you
0: find it difficult to make friends when you? were I didn't young? really want to make friends. You didn't want to, no. Because you said to me earlier, <laughs> I, so I, I was a bit snooty. Oh,
1: poor <laughs> I Julia I was a bit like. Oh,
0: no. When I met Julia upstairs, <laughs> I went. I to give her a hug. She's like, "Oh no, no, like, no, no. <laughs> no I'm not very huggy." So I was like, oh, "Sorry." So is that why? Is a You know, have you always been like like that? Not very kind of cuddly. <laughs> I've
1: been an island.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Um, There's nothing wrong with being an island. Uh, That's yeah, who you
1: are. Uh, No, I'm quite happy. Um, maybe I have been always been like that mm. and I've just not really um, acknowledged it that much.
0: So maybe fashion and style is your way of expressing yourself I mm, think clearly. it's for everyone to yeah. express themselves. I well, mean, some people don't, you know, like the whole well, normcore thing. I mean, I, well, that's you know, a look.
1: Is that supposed yeah, to be? Yeah, concept, and actually, that's a very considered look.
0: Yeah, if you no? ask me,
1: okay. you know, that is, yeah. that is that is that's quite an art to put a normcore okay. type interesting All right. look together. Mm-hmm. You know, I've done that look a bit. You oh, know, have you? yeah, okay. yeah, and it's it's a definite, very considered okay, look to me. Everything's like a considered. You know, the, just the act of dressing yeah. is a is a sort of like it's like a ritual of things. So you, whether you do it quite spontaneously or whether mm. you think, oh, I'm just putting on a uniform. A uniform is such a considered look.
0: Oh no, definitely. Yeah. You know,
1: or you know, it, it it doesn't matter how much energy you put into it, but you do. You know, by the act of dressing, you're putting some energy into like it's a lot of energy creating. Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, some, some people just look. some people really struggle with put. I mean, putting looks together. I mean, I would never be able to be brave. I just don't think I'd be able to put looks together like you have or you do. But I, mean, I do it very spontaneously. Do you? You just. I mean, yeah. how long does it take you ages to get ready in the morning? No, no. Cause half it looks like an you're... hour. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm half an hour. But you can see that I'm getting ready in half no, an hour. No, I can but see you're... that
1: you've got a very interesting
0: bright shirt on. Vers- I knew you Versace
1: esque. I know, is it I... sort of Versace esque It type? is. So i like got really emerald
0: green. Ch- charity shop. Eight yeah, pounds. Yeah, it's good. You know, but yeah. I thought I'd better make an effort seeing as I was interviewing you. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I'm in my yoga stuff, come off my bike with no makeup on, and that's I do like...
1: yoga as well. Oh, do you? Yeah, oh,
0: love, it. love it. Um, but so I thought, no, Julia's coming in today, so I'm gonna have to like. <laughs> Make some kind of effort. It's, you know, <laughs> the pressure. But Don't we're be matching. silly. I'm yeah, wearing, we're a wearing bit wearing greenish. Green. I think green is you would know, you're a fashion guru. It's green in at the moment. I've got no idea. Do you not follow the trend? I know, oh, I look just at all, your all your the shows, but yeah. I do
1: my own sort of things and mm. I, I like to mix things up and I'm very interested in what people show and even though I'm not over at the uh, other fashion weeks going on. Uh, and every now and again, I get to go um, to, like, say, Milan or Paris oh, to go and look at shows and DJ at parties. Oh, that's great. That's isn't my inn, yeah. really. But. Um,
0: I mean, How's it feel because you are seen as quite an icon? Do you find find that a bit of a pressure? Or
1: <laughs> I know you're laughing, it's not for it's me true. to say, is it? Oh, Whether well, I'm
0: an icon I know, or <laughs> but I, it doesn't matter. I'm saying it, okay. I'm saying it, you are an okay. All right, um, take that because it's yeah. true, yeah, okay. And you know, I saw well, I actually saw the episode on Drag Race when Bimini. Uh, performed oh, yeah, as yeah. you paid homage to you. Yeah, so, so how, sweet. how that? How did that feel when you saw that? Oh, it was
1: so cute! So I was really honoured. I, I mean, I was squealing. I mean, it did you I know he was going to do and um, they were going to do that? I knew that um, Bimini was in RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm. We all knew who was in it. Sort of, you know. Even though it's quite top secret. Yeah, sure. but, I mean, and there were those whisperings, whisperings. And that took place over that sort of period of lockdown. Mm. And uh, in between that period, a friend of mine, Shay Malt, that runs a, a club called Adonis, which is one of my favourites. Where's that? Adonis is, was up at the calls okay. in Tottenham. Yeah. Oh, and yes, I know, yeah. Because we couldn't have uh, Adonis, as a, we couldn't have a rave. So the calls um, actually were quite... Amazing and reinvented themselves as a sort of like um outdoor yes, yes, uh, right. venue, yeah. in various locations in this in- industrial state up in um, in Tottenham. And uh, Touche evolved as a drag review show, and I became the uh, one of the resident DJs, yeah, perfect. <laughs> I couldn't play anything too uh, exciting, well, too loud. Because oh, we didn't want people to get no no because we didn't want people to get sort of stand up and get too oh, carried of course, away. Of course, this is when so we so, couldn't dance. Yeah right? yeah yeah. Remember, oh, you had to do like, sit on a table remember. of six and yeah. all the rest of
0: it. I mean, I, you I, know. I DJ during that period as well. Yeah yeah and yeah. The security had to go around to, help yeah. you to sit down all
1: the time. <laughs> so it was a bit like that, and it was in a sort of hangar. So it was an open-ended space that was considered sort of outdoors, but I mean it was kind of sheltered. Anyway, so um it was a drag review show. So all the drag queens, Sha um Shay Malt that runs the um runs the night, got got, you know, all our fabulous members of our community in to do star turns, basically. So Bimini was one of the star turns and um it was that, that, that interim bit of filming where they they weren't filming for the for drag race, so um, it was really a, a a time that um taste was one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they could step up and um uh, you know, really hone their craft. Brilliant. I mean it was beyond. Mm. and with all the other superstars of our scene, Cassandra,, mm. Georgie B, there's so many really fabulous queens, yeah. that do. Amazing performance! I love, I love all that. Anyway, yeah. I was so thrilled. That really carried me through, as well. That must to have been be...
0: really amazing to see that on telly. I mean, wow. Oh, and then,
1: well, then you know, then uh, they resumed filming mm-hmm. at RuPaul's Drag Race, and then Bimini did actually say to me, was asking me about some some of the looks that I've done, and and I was like, well, you can come round and borrow whatever you want, actually. You know, and then um, Bimini went for this look, which was actually in a magazine. It was a a a, a photo shoot that I'd done, mm-hmm. but I didn't actually. Obviously, it was a styled look, so I didn't actually have that in my wardrobe. So um, Bimini did a sort of version thereof. So did I mean,
0: Bimini ask permission or
1: not? Or how does that work? Or no, they a, just did it. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, you didn't mind. Yeah, it was no. like an inspirational. Look, I mean, your phone locked. must have been going off the hook. After oh, that, it was wasn't really it? good fun, yeah. Amazing. I mean, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah.
0: That really is the biggest compliment, isn't it? Yeah,
1: it was really a huge compliment, huge. and um, I was quite overwhelmed. And obviously, you know, that category, I think they wanted more mainstream type people. But I, I mean, I do know RuPaul. From, oh, do you? Yeah, yeah, because I used to go to Wigstock oh.
0: in, in New York I every you know, now and um, again. I'm sure I read, I read that you knew Larry T as well. Yeah, I know Larry oh, you T. You do, because yeah, I used to yeah. work with Larry T. Did you? In the lecture clash scene. I yeah, was living, me too. so I was living in New York with him. Oh, okay. Promoting all the, the acts back to Europe and the UK. It was 22 years ago Oh, my God. So I'm surprised we hadn't met, actually.
1: Yeah, because I know Larry really well. Yeah, wow.
0: Well, okay, I'm yeah, going to la- send him a text after yeah, this. Yeah,
1: because obviously Larry came and lived here for a while he did yeah yeah and now he's in berlin yeah so yeah so were you
0: um so i know we're kind of going a little bit all over the place but we're still talking about well fashion style creativity okay. which is also another one of your loves i mean all that scene with Electroclash, do you see kind of creativity as a form of resistance would you say or do you not look at it as politically as that i probably don't look at it
1: so uh consciously mm. as that but i think everyone's got the right to be and express themselves in whatever way they wish, um, in a good way, you know, like being positive. And it's a part of human nature, I feel, for people to um, express themselves through various creative outlets, mm. whether it be in art or fashion or writing filmmaking i mean you think think of all the the things that humans can do to sort of express or relay some sort of a, ma- a message so in that in in that respect you know dressing and expressing yourself through the way you look is a, is a form of uh, resistance mm. you know it's it's stating a an idea uh, that you're free and you're able to non-conform Or not be brainwashed into, Mm. like, you know, being a sort of unified... Well, it's about unification, but it's about stepping outside of the constraints that society put on you. Absolutely. Which, you know...
0: I think you do that extremely well. I mean, from from what you were saying about, you know, from the neuromantic punk... I mean, this is... I don't want to put words into your mouth, but would you say that that's, that's who you are? You're you're outside of the normative, that's your, your well, place? Well, I don't really
1: know what normal is. Yeah. You know, I find it all really confusing because I, I don't think there is a sort of normal... Mm. No, what's normal? I mean, normal is something I think the silent generation plumped for mm. and we're happy to go along with. You know, it's that like uh, my, my parents' generation mm. that really didn't really question things very much. And, you know, that's one of the reasons that I really like social media is that people can have a platform to question things or throw out d- ideas, whether it, you know, turns into a sort of an echo chamber. That's mm-hmm. a whole other thing. But, you know, at least there is sort of, you know, people were talking communicating in various sort of forms, in various sort of ways.
0: I mean, do you think you because um, being creative and creativity for you personally, do you think that's changed as you've been maturing, getting older over the years? Has anything changed? Is it much the same? How does your creativity evolve?
1: <laughs> well, I'm, I, I'm interested in, you know, pursuing a creative life myself, but also I'm actually obsessed with what other people do. Mm. Just as much, and I think that's why I really love like physical, in real life activity, Mm. and I do really love you love going to like fashion shows, but I love going to the theatre. I love like experiencing real life. I think it's really important. So, did you struggle
0: during lockdown then? Not really. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right then.
1: <laughs> you got a great laugh. Sorry, I should be. No, I like I'm it. Serious. Not
0: really. Do you have a favourite aspect of your creativity? Is it just all of it?
1: I think everything is intertwining. Mm. You know, it's all like whatever mood you're in. Mm. I mean, you're a writer a journalist so mm. you know I feel like writing is a, a marvellous creative outlet and which is quite hard like you were saying yeah. earlier
0: you found writing quite is quite difficult isn't I,
1: it I find it very uh, it's quite a solitary mm. uh, world to escape into mm. and I totally understand writer's block
0: mm. it's oh, like yeah. you know getting thing. that
1: first sentence down and then Blank you're like page. "Yeah, so you're Blank waiting page. for that Ugh. moment aren't you like how's this going to how's this going to be you know I used to write quite a lot of fashion reviews actually for ID, but I haven't really done those for a while, mm. but I do love a fashion review oh and I yeah. quite often read them. Yeah. <laughs> and I did do, I did a supper at Tony Hornecker's. I hosted a supper. Oh yes, yeah. Um, I did a, so at a few of the Pale Blue Door? Yeah, at the Pale Blue Door, yeah. but it's, it's called the Hornecker Centre now. Okay, is it? So okay. I hosted a, a sort of intimate supper there and, and, one of them I based. Oh, it was like a spoken word type thing. And one of them, I thought, oh, I know, it's Fashion Week. I'm going to do fashion reviews. So As I you're read spoken out. Word? Yeah, That's I incredible. read out. I read out fashion reviews. That's
0: amazing. Oh, they're so good when oh you read God. them out. Is there any clips of this on YouTube? I don't or know. No, I'm not what seen any. What brilliant idea! I've never heard of it Maybe, maybe I should do it again. Yeah. I did read that you're doing some spoken word, but I didn't know yeah. that it was reading out fashion reviews. Yeah, it was fashion. Do you have reviews. any background music to go with it?
1: Um. Oh. I think I might have actually. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure. But I, I wrote, Um, I read um a Tim Blanks, uh, fashion review g- genius writer, and also I transcribed one of uh, John Galliano's podcasts for Margiela. because um one of my sort of obsessions is is process, and John oh, Galliano. Your, your
0: loves. you wrote down the process. Yeah,
1: yeah. It all ties into everything, yeah. and um. John Galliano, honestly, if you haven't listened to those particular podcasts, please do. And they're not very long, they're like half an hour. But obviously, John has a very sort of a, a turn of phrase that's very engaging. And um, they are really genius because John really delves into, with great passion, the artistry of of um, clothes making.
0: Mm, you I'll know, have to and, and to the,
1: the in depth artistry of like putting in a, in a sleeve. Mm.
0: Well it is. John it's, it's explains like it. and artistry. It's like, you know, in
1: such a way. Have you designed clothes? Uh I've, I haven't designed clothes, but I've done I sometimes do painting.
0: I and I just like a creative <laughs> bubble of of like tentacles flying I everywhere.
1: I can't keep still. Yeah, sometimes do mean, a bit of you, painting. I, mean, I just, do enjoy like uh, um you know traditional type painting Mm. techniques and I I sort of you know have a go at doing those sort of things and I I can't remember what I was talking about Um,
0: now hold on a minute uh painting
1: oh yeah regarding clothes so oh yeah my friend Nazir Mazhar does this um fantastic pop-up type shop it's called Fantastic Twirls and Nazir um curates it and sometimes I do uh, painting, I paint on t shirts. So I put those in. That's about as far as I've it's got that, that's, with. That's a
0: very Vivian Westwood thing to do. Isn't yeah, it? that's about as far yeah. as I've
1: got with that actual fashion design. But um, I would be interested in collaborating, yeah. probably. Um, I can imagine,
0: I can totally see you doing that. With someone
1: more technical than me. Yeah. Um, And in and a way, I do sort of collaborate with people in a, in a weird way, I guess, by talking to people about their clothes mm-hmm. um, every now and again every now and again um, I, I go up to uh, Central St Martins um, and a few other colleges too. I've been known to uh, do things. London College of Fashion and so are you going in doing
0: workshops or lecturing? What yeah, I of... do
1: tutorial Brilliant. type work yeah. with um, students because I'm not I'm not really in the I've not really been in the system that much. Mm, I did mm. do a an art foundation oh, course? Did you? Yeah, when I was 38. Oh right, where was that? <laughs> Over in Edgware okay. Road. And
0: did you not? Were you interested in doing a degree? Or I not, did like, want other... to do a degree.
1: Yeah. But I um but then um I got caught up with other things. It's having too much
0: fun than looking. Well, no, honest.
1: I just got to got busy doing something else, mm-hmm. and I didn't get into the college that I wanted to get into, because I was I was so lazy. I just wanted a college that was around the corner, oh. and at that time I lived in Soho. So oh, which I'm college was that? Central so St. Martins. Central Martin's. Yeah. They've got an art department, mm-hmm. and then also um I, I went to Slade. At, was it no not Slade um. There's another college. Anyway, it was years ago mm-hmm. and I didn't really get into any of them. And then I just got sort of like, oh, I thought, oh, I'll do it
0: another time. Yeah. You know, oh, so you I know. could still go and do it. You, you know, don't, still I mean, got... people don't have to go to university anyway. No, like, but like University of could... Life.
1: I still quite like to go to colleges mm. to learn things because I quite like it. Yeah. But even then, I was a, a mature student. So <laughs> it was sort of a bit bit odd, you well, know, in a way. I didn't get my
0: PhD till I was 47 or something. So, oh, okay. You know, doesn't really. Matter to be honest. Mm. So when you're working with the students, that must be really rewarding. So watching them, do they? How do you advise them? So
1: there's a teacher up there, and designer a friend of mine um, called Louise Gray, mm-hmm. and she's a wonderful artist. And she asked me to come in for the uh, MA and uh, do some crits. So they they did this thing where like every all the students, and there was a lot of students that year did a presentation and then Fabio okay. Pires yeah. um, who is the director of the MA and artist Julie Verhoeven uh, are there as well and people are brought in to help the students along the way because you know it's been really tough mm. as well with everything. I find it really enjoyable to um, see people's process, and you know, maybe help them step outside mm. of their, you, you know, creative process and so what, look at look at the bigger picture of of creativity mm. and how they can sort of stretch their work.
0: Mm. Interesting. So how and where, go forward. So where do you get your creative? I mean, how? I mean, if you would explain your creative process, what does that look like? Or I mean how do you explain it? Or well, can you not? It's a struggle.
1: It? It's a struggle. And I do I do struggle mm. with my own work. I, I feel like I need to have um more narrative mm. in there. And I think maybe possibly I am quite a guarded person and I, I, I feel like it is a, you know, the creative process for for me personally is can be, you know, it doesn't just sort of land you know, in my lap, in my brain, mm-hmm. I have to go searching for mm-hmm. it or, like, you know, maybe sort of, Where like... Where do you get your inspiration find from? ..find some sort of avenue to go down and explore. So, I mean, inspiration comes from everywhere. Anyone will tell you, you know, that they're looking at different ways of life, different different uh, things in life uh different experiences in in which to sort of reflect uh their creative work um and you do get obsessed with sort of certain things that sort of inspire you to go forward it could be a statue it could be a movement it could be a piece of music it it could be a flower you know it could mm. be a color mm you know, so there's there's so you know, inspiration's just all around you.
0: It really is. I mean, do you yeah. Have you ever found you've had a bit of an inspiration block, and then if yeah. you have, what do you do? How do you get it going again? Just
1: cry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you just have to go with it. In mm. a in a way, like anything, I do sort of think that deadlines are quite good, and because I think that really, um, you know makes you go right okay I've really got to do this I've got to focus in and do do this thing so I enjoy a deadline yeah it could be quite pressured
0: yeah some people panicking but I actually
1: think because I'm so sort of like um, meandering that that I you know as a sort of like an individual who in regard to being you know like self-employed so you you have to make your own deadlines
0: you have to impose them on yourself you do really yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah and and that can be
0: quite hard yeah it can be i mean do you find like when you're meeting a deadline have you ever felt i know this sounds funny but i've felt this before like there's almost like another energy around you that kind of you and you feel like you're channeling something has it have you ever felt like that Say that again. So, so <laughs> I've had this, like, when I've had a deadline, it's felt almost like the stress of it. It feels like my body oh, okay. is, a, is be- channeling this other power. I'm right. not religious or anything. Yeah. But it's like, literally, I like, feel like a vessel <laughs> for this creative output. You, have you ever felt yeah. like that?
1: Yeah, I think maybe it's the adrenaline. Maybe it is like adrenaline. Or, like, it's a chemical reaction going on. It feels like some Like something triggered, triggering in your brain. Because, yeah. like, you know, humans are made up of, like, Everything, electrical mm-hmm. circuits, everything's a circuit in life. Mm. So sometimes you need something to trigger mm, that's true. that, I, that I thing. That. And if you get yourself in the right mindset, it's, it's something you need to sort of like engage with. But sort of like self-motivation and motivation in general, if you haven't, don't set yourself so, those sort of edges, um, it, it, you could just sort of meander on forever. Oh
0: yeah, you but could. It's, it's
1: finding some sort of balance, isn't mm. it? Really, mm. um, as you go along, so and we're... find what's comfortable for you, because deadlines aren't for everyone. No, but uh, I feel that like I do need to like have a sort of an ending point mm. on occasion. Oh, Otherwise, God, I'm just sort of spinning off. Are you into, quite organised?
0: Like... you have like a calendar, and you kind I, of like your life is quite um, structured? I guess.
1: Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm organised, but I do have some sort of structure. Yeah, yeah. And I do write everything down, mm. and I like to know where where I am. I like things to be sort of quite clear. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't. I, and I'm quite good at editing, mm-hmm. and I, I sort of like have mind edits but i also have quite physical edit, edits as well because you can imagine my house would just be I full of say. archive i <laughs>
0: what so what what so clothes, i do i do, do you... like
1: have clothes edits and things yeah. like that so because, what do you do
0: with the stuff that you delete well um i i do uh, basically
1: um i either give things away mm. to people that have If they say they like something, and I think, well, you can have that if you Mm, want. mm. Or um, if I'm feeling a bit brassic, then I maybe have to sell some Mm, things mm. on occasion... Because you must um, have some more iconic pieces in your wardrobe. I've got bits and bobs, but I, I actually, I'm so good at editing. I don't
0: really, <laughs> I
1: don't really, I don't know if I've got iconic pieces mm. or not. I mean,
0: I've got a few bits and bobs. Do you just sometimes wear jeans and a t-shirt or just some like, like jogging bottoms? Do you ever do that?
1: Um, Yeah, if they're a designer. Okay. Sort I'm just of like, trying if to see if there's like I, a, another know, side I have, of you. Yeah, I've, I've got, I've got some, um, I remember, Um, I have got, why, why is that another side because oh, that, I, I just feel like that's the same side yeah, okay. like you know if I found some nice denim that I liked Because yeah. I have like Margiela, um some Margiela denim True. that's really yeah, good yeah. you know I like interesting things yeah I like I like um designers that sort of like sort of go out of out of the sort of you know, try and sort of like twist things up a little bit. There's yeah. a really great designer called Per Gotteson. Okay. He does lovely clothes. I think you'd really like Ooh, them. Okay, I'm gonna yeah, look at them. they really they're really good. And uh, uh Martine Rose is very okay. a very good designer. So getting I some like hot tips yeah. Here. this. Oh, yeah, oh yeah I've got all the
0: hot tips. This is great. Yeah. And and um What would you say to people who are listening who might feel like they're not don't they want to kind of dress more creatively but they feel like something's kind of restri- restricting them. I mean, is it a confidence thing, do you think, with clothes or It's quite hard for me to comprehend mm. that really I know. weirdly. I mean, I think you're used to being <laughs> I know but some people probably might
1: feel well, like maybe they can't. they're not really interested. If they mm. are interested, I mean my mother, I wasn't interested in mm. like doing a look at all, but like as I said to her, I went, Well you've actually got a look. It's a bit downtrodden dear. Yeah, but that is the but look. That's <laughs> a look, you know <laughs> which was a sort of Cardi and a, and, a, and an A-line skirt. Yeah. But but it was it was a it was quite really stylish. quite a strong look, yeah. you know. It was very Prada-esque yeah, no, of the nineties. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. that sort of look. So what would I say to someone um, that was interested? I think if you are interested in updating your look, there's lots of places to go to online and in social media and there's lots of crafters and people making things, you know, the old-fashioned way, you know, like unique pieces. And also there's a real movement for people to really make the most of what, what they've got in their wardrobe. So I would start with what you've got. In your wardrobe. <laughs> Sorry. All right. I would start with what you've got in your wardrobe and go from there. That that, mm. that would be the starting point. Good advice. And see what you've got there and and maybe do it with a friend. Um go through what you've got and what your favourite pieces are. This could be
0: you should do a TV show. Yeah, like this. and what you feel comfortable with. Oh my god, in. you should literally do a TV <laughs> show in this. I'd watch that. <laughs> A guide to style with Princess Julia. Oh, I'd if, be good at it. Oh my god, if, if any producers are listening, then you've got this amazing TV show just literally waiting to happen. Yeah, because I
1: think that in everyone's wardrobe, there are things mm. that you, you might think, well, that's really quite boring. And I'll probably think, oh, that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. I've never sort of, like, you know, like sweatpants are great. Oh, I do love sweatpants. Yeah, sweatpants are great. Jogging
0: bottoms. And, I'll tell yeah. you who's
1: got good ones. Ashley Williams. Oh, very good designer. Okay. Yeah, you know, like that sort of like. Actually, I saw something today online. Karen Binns was talking about um, style. And she was watching one of the shows um saying that like you know sportswear is crept into like every every oh, well, you know dressing leisure, up, leisure wear now. yeah is crept, yeah. is is everywhere in 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 the dressing up zone because one one of the reasons she said was because we're obsessed with youth mm. and uh youth likes to dress casual mm. really so it, it was talking about a pacific designer. And um the youthful approach, but it was incorporating a degree of leisure wear. mm mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can go out in your slippers
0: if you feel like I it. I see people all the time out there. Sometimes yeah, I you see know. them in their dressing gowns and their like, Yeah, slippers. you know, why not? I mean I thought I might go to the co-op holding my hot water bottle I think, in a statement.
1: Yeah, I feel I feel like, you know, that whole very casual but chic. But chic. It always looks be chic. Yeah. Is is really a great statement, mm. and I remember um Judy Blame wearing um these gorgeous, gorgeous like lounge wear pajama sets and things. And honestly, it's so stunning.
0: But that was so quite stunning a few years ago,
1: wasn't it? Yeah, and yeah. um, I mean, um, Judy always wore. that that sort of look Mm. and sort of engaged with a sort of sporty look but, like, dressed it up Mm. with, like, the Judy Blame adornments. For those of you who are not too sure who Judy Blame is, uh, Judy basically was an artist who uh, made jewellery and um, adornments of different kinds um, out of, like, uh, used, ready-made items whether that be a sink plug or a, a, a toilet so chain. I, I know
0: the name, but that's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, yeah.
1: Or, or, you know, an old pair of that's knickers. That's very punk, isn't it? Yeah, very, yeah. Judy, yeah. Judy came up at sort of like in in the beginning of the 80s. Yeah, it's bricolage, I
0: think. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And, and really invented that whole thing. Mm. And, and Judy Blame's legacy uh, is still going strong, really, um, very important person mm-hmm. in in that idea of of using things discarded things around well, you and creating as well, right?
0: creating something new mm. out of them. We could, you know, basically I could talk to you all afternoon, but unfortunately <laughs> this is only an hour, so I can't. Okay. So when we so wrapping up, like, what's you know what is the future for you? I know you're living in the present. But is there anything creatively you want to do and you haven't been able to do yet?
1: Um, Yeah, I I would like to explore my painting Mm -hmm. further. I mean, all the things that I do, I really, really enjoy. And there are things that I would like to do more within those spheres. So I would you know i am always looking towards the future as well and thinking of things to do and i've
0: got some plans <gasps> yeah, i've got plans, I've got plans
1: are they, are they yeah
0: I, no 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 well um have got your tv show going into people's wardrobes oh i yeah list. i haven't
1: really thought about that but That's a know, good maybe one. i could do that yeah, yeah. I'm up for doing sort of TV work. And I do do sort of voiceovers and things mm-hmm. sometimes. But usually for, like, my friends or for their plays. Yeah. Like, um, my friend Sharon Legrand just did a play, which was just fantastic. And I did a little voiceover for that. And I have another friend called Amantipet. And I did a little oh, voiceover yes, for yeah. that as well. <laughs> <laughs> for their show. Um, but But I would like to... Explore my artwork further, but I'm hoping for a revelation really with that. So I'm not putting too much hope on it, it's just something I really enjoy. There is an actual trust fund called Trust Judy Blaine. Oh, is
0: there? Yeah. Okay,
1: brilliant. Yeah, yeah, so that's quite interesting.
0: So I can't believe like we're have run out. we running out of time. We're oh, no, have to we have haven't mis- even started, I know. have we?
1: I'm opening a shop down in St. Leonard's. Oh, really? Yeah, in Hastings. Yes, I know St. So, Leonard's. Um, What's the shop? Um, I'm in the process of doing that. What,
0: opening it, your own shop? Yeah. Um, that's exciting.
1: I, it's, it's with a friend of mine, William hmm. Baker, who used to be Kylie's stylist, oh, actually. yes, yes. It's at 25 London Road. Oh, Oh my gosh! So okay. it, it was the sort of thing that just sort of happened, and then now <laughs> it's turned into a thing. So we'll, that's sort of a future thing for so later this, this year. Shop, I, I assume, well, it? I think it'll be a galvanizing sort of creative mm. space. So I don't want it to be a, a, a like a closed shop in the strict sense of the word. No,
0: because I mean, it's your your idea of creativity. But there will be clothes
1: there, like, I will be inviting artists mm. and makers Brilliant. into the realm of twenty five London Fantastic. Road. Um that's something that I'm sort of like cultivating. Brilliant. Um I've, i feel I that feel that's sort of like, you know, May. May time. May-ish, may ish. Okay. May ish. May be the date, not sure. But anyway, so I'm do I've got I've always got something sort of like that I'm on the go with. That's brilliant. So that that sort of thing. And I, I love, you know, like I was just thinking, oh, I I need to, you know, every now and again, we all need to get out of town, don't we? And it's so nice down there. It's so
0: nice down there as well. It's lovely. It's lovely St Leonard's. I know it quite well, but I'll de- I'm definitely going to come down and check out yeah. your shop for
1: sure. So and also, um, William Baker has a skateboard brand. <laughs> Weirdly, you could be consulting well on that. no, but Hastings and in Hastings they have the biggest skateboard park. That's true. Did actually. you know that? No,
0: actually, I think I it, did know that. Yeah, but in forgotten.
1: the UK, do you do skateboarding?
0: Me, no, God no. <laughs> do you? I can see.
1: I might, I might learn.
0: Oh my God, <laughs> you're great because it's like you know. Ageing, not disgracefully, but I just hate this idea of conforming to like how we're supposed to be when we get older, because oh, I'm not, not like that. I'm yeah. 51 and I don't behave like that. Oh, right you're now. young. You know. You're so, so young. not that young. But you are, you
1: know. oh, I'm, I'm actually...
0: You're only 62, I believe. Yeah, I am April nearly... April the 8th is your birthday. Yeah, yeah.
1: There are other things. I, I will be continuing. To, I, you know, I'd like to do some music as well. Well, okay. Um at some point and I think there is something in the pipeline oh, with exciting. that and okay. so I'm, I'm hoping to well I just you know I'd like, I just like to do it you know I like doing I,
0: just I like singing keep expressing, keep expressing yeah. so Julia it's been absolutely wonderful having you here today it's been really nice talking to you we hadn't actually met before and it's been a real honour to meet you and thank you for being on my podcast. It's been a real pleasure Lulu. <laughs> thank you so much. Have we finished Alice? <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> the time goes so quickly, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. An hour's not We're very long.
0: Lonely, no. yeah. Follow me down. Well, I'm sorry, that's the end. But if you like this podcast, please do review, subscribe, like and share with all your friends. You've been listening to me, Lulu LaVey, on Where Love Lives, with my super special guest, Princess Julia. This podcast was recorded at the Mega Slick Studios at Soho Radio and was edited and produced by me. Do follow me at DrLululave. I always love to hear from you. And remember, I love you.